Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We are in Chapter 6, Paragraph 2, Parag Vav Mishnah Bet, here in Pirkei Avos, Ethics of the Fathers, with articles, notes on the bottom. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Reminder again, we will be finishing Bli Neder in Mirza Hashem with God's help. Chapter 6 in only a week and a half or so. Then we're going to take a little break, probably, God willing, Blinender. But then we come back for Season 2 with the Pirke Alvis Treasury from Art School. Please get that book so you can follow us along. We're going to try to pick and choose different things that are awesome. Everything is awesome, but especially awesome in our few minutes we have together. And then talk about it a little bit on Season 2. So please get that ready for when we start Season 2. But let's continue in 6-2. In Pirkei Avos, Season 1, Amar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, Bechol yom v'yom, every single day, Baskol yotzeis mehar chorev. A heavenly voice emanates from Mount Chorev. The notes at the bottom say, another name from Mount Sinai, where the Torah was given. The voice from Mount Chorev denotes the perpetual witness of the Torah to man's actions. So this voice comes out, Umachrezes v'omeris, proclaiming and saying, Oilahem labrios me'elbona shel Torah. Woe to them, to the people, because of their insult to the Torah. What does this mean? Shekal mi she'eno osek b'Torah nikra nazuf. For anyone who does not occupy himself with the Torah is called rebuked. Shenemar, as it is said, nezem zahav be'af chazir, like a ring of gold in the snout of a swine. The notes at the bottom say, in our context, the Torah is represented by a golden ring, which becomes degraded and sullied when the pig swallows in dirt. This proof verse is related by means of the rabbinic exposition of Notarikon, abbreviated shorthand, whereby the initial letters of Nezem Zahuf are combined with the last letter of Ba'af to form Nezef. So the verse says, like a ring of gold in the snout of a swine, Isha Yafa, Yafa, the Sarastaam, a beautiful woman who turns away from good judgment. Omer, and it says, notes at the bottom say, the Bryson now teaches another lesson regarding those who are committed to Torah. It is the source of true freedom. The tablets, the work of God were they, the script, the script of God was it, engraved Harus on the tablets. Do not read the word as Harus engraved, rather Harus, freedom. For you have no one, no free man who's truly free except for one who engages in the study of Torah. The notes at the bottom say, Charus is really Charus. The Torah is unvowelized, and the rabbis often employ this interpretive method of reading a word with different vowels to elicit a homiletic thought. Nevertheless, the simple meaning of the verse remains unchanged. So someone who studies Torah is the one that's really, really free. And anyone who engages in the study of Torah, behold, this person becomes elevated. From Matana to Nachliel, Nachliel Bamot. And from Nachliel to Bamos, the notes at the bottom say, these are place names which are homiletically interpreted here in their literal sense. Matana, gift. Nachliel, divine heritage. Bamos, heights. Rendering the verse from the gift of Torah, man gains a divine heritage which elevates him and leads him to lofty spiritual heights. So in this Mishnah, in this paragraph, the main point that we could extrapolate 
is how sad is it when someone doesn't learn Torah? They have the ability every day to use their time. You got to use your time wisely. Besides for working as your occupation for a living, besides for taking care of your children, taking care of your wives and spending time with your wife, spending time with your children, everybody has a little bit of time. Everybody has a minute here, a minute there for Torah to make sure you have time to be Kaveya Itim. You got to learn a little Torah if it's on the train like I do. Or if it's a little bit reading a little Aish or a little bit or a little this, a little bit of Shtai Mikra, you got to learn because we don't want that voice to come out from Chore, from Sinai to say, wow, what an insult to the Torah. God gave us this precious, amazing gift that is Torah. If we don't learn that, we're rebuked and we're like not doing what we're supposed to be doing. And it's a big insult to the Torah itself. But when you learn Torah, it's not an obligation. It makes you feel free. Someone who learns Torah is truly free because someone whose Torah tastes who learns with Torah, tastes the sweetness of Torah, and understands what Torah makes him feel and makes him a better person, helps him fine-tune his midos, his traits, his attributes into a real person, and he realizes he could fight the Yitzhar, the evil incarnation, and beat it. That's really a free person. Who are you going to tell me is free? Someone that's not involved with Torah at all, someone who's not religious at all, someone who's just a slave to his job, a slave to his passions, a slave to his materialism, and a slave to the clock, that's a real slave. But someone who's able to step above that, and learn the Torah and realize that there's a much higher purpose in this world to do good in this world, to be ambassadors of God, to make the world a more moral, peaceful, amazing place. That's the really free person. He knows what real freedom is. He knows what the real world is about. And he knows he'll get the real reward in the next world. It's not about materialism. It's not about the clock. It's not about getting more money and going higher and higher in your job. You have to do the job God gave you. Use the talents God gave you to learn Torah. And if you learn that Torah and you become that really free person, then you will become really elevated because somebody who studies the Torah, like we learned yesterday, he himself becomes honored. Someone who honors God, he himself will be honored. And someone who learns the Torah, which is God's blueprint for the world, as it were, God looked into the Torah and made the world. So the Torah is the blueprint of the world. How could you not study the blueprints of the world? An architect would study his blueprints to build a house, and the contractor would look at the blueprints to build that house how could we not look at the blueprints, which are the Torah, to go about and build about our world, our daily world, our daily activities, and our daily actions? The Torah is the blueprint, and that's how we have to build everything around it. And if we look at that blueprint, we look at what the Torah is, and we try to learn a little bit every day. We'll make sure not to insult the Torah. We'll make sure to be good ambassadors of God, and we'll make sure to carry out His mission, making the world a better place, little by little, God willing. Join us next time as we talk about learning from another person, how much honor that person gets here on the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G.